Morning, morning, morning. Hello. It probably isn't even morning, but there you go. Another episode of Horizon Scan. Uh, neither of us have really been looking at anything, so we, we need to have a look now and see what the fuck has been happening in the world. So you, you're watching us work this out real time. Um, I've seen a couple of things. Well, how are you, Hugh? Are you okay? Oh, I'm great. I'm having a, I'm having a great weekend. Definitely nothing got catastrophic going on in my life. Anyway. Yeah. Super, so- super. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Okay. Well, I hope everybody else is happy. I hope everyone else's life's going great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Well, we're now going to have a, a flick through things and try and see uh, what's actually happened. So, uh, what are you Googling there? You were Googling Ireland. So, our Ireland still seems to be going fucking mad. Ireland what? Ireland still seems to be going mad. I haven't seen anything in the past week that um, has made me think that they're backing away from this um, free speech madness. It seems like, mm. if anything, they're doubling down on it. So it seems fucking crackers. But yeah. it, I mean, it, it definitely seems to be the... Every story I've seen about it hasn't mentioned anything. It's not even acknowledging anything, any of the, the you know, legitimate grievances around why people are maybe feeling the way they are about the state of Ireland. Um, it's it's just pure finger pointing and name calling to belittle people's problems. And like whether you whether you think it's bullshit or not, that's just going to make people get more angry. It's like what do you? Are you People are just going to get angrier and angrier. They won't be gaslit and told that they're fucking, you know. Um, it's, 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 it's part of the reason Trump got in, isn't it? Because Hillary basically basically tarred a, a huge swathe of the population with with the same brush. Yeah. Basically, you, if you if you were considering voting for Trump, you're a fucking idiot. Or so, it was something. Yeah, you know, it was along the your your low low level working class scum is what she's. Yeah, you know, basically what pretty she's much. Yeah. It didn't work out too well for her. It's kind of, it's the same thing, isn't it? If you Having said that, do you know where that didn't work? Where they labelled, where they tried to label, you know, a large proportion of the population um, badly, and and they got away with it. And that was COVID. That was COVID. Yeah, but I I think there's a reason for that, though. I think the reason for that is a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they can appeal to. I think I think with COVID. They could appeal to the science, if you know what I mean. It wasn't. It wasn't about opinion or what people saw with their own eyes. At least not at first. They could say, "No, this is something that most people don't understand." You know, immunology, biology, fucking, you know, anything to do virology. Most people don't have an understanding of that to any sort of confident level in order to go bullshit. So that appeal to the science, this trust the science. It worked. It wasn't like, yeah, you know, if you call someone a racist, they'd go, well, I'm not fucking racist. What are you about? I'm not far right. I'm not this, I'm not that. But you could say, you know, you're, you're behaving badly because you're not following these instructions from a, you know, an expert. Um, the, the way they went too far with it was calling people anti-vaxxers. Now, obviously, some people are anti-vaxxers and some people who didn't, uh, have the vaccine and all that stuff during COVID are anti-vaxxers but there are plenty of people who weren't anti-vaxxers 
you know. You didn't, yeah. you didn't have it. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, it does. It's just the the there is like a lack of respect being shown to the public by the political class. I hate even I don't even like that terminology because it makes them sound like they're special in some way. Um, you know what I mean? And like yeah. currently, I don't, I don't think they're worthy of the respect of the public. But it's like, it's being it's the other way around. But that that will backfire in people's faces. It's why fingers are getting uh, stuck up at governments all around the world, certainly in the West, because people are sick of being told that they're one thing or ignored, told that they're wrong, uh, and told basically told not to believe their own eyes. It's not going to work out well, and it's going to get messy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Obviously, Infinite Island makes me think that that's going to chill out. That seems to only get, be getting worse. Uh, it seemed to me yesterday from stuff I'd seen that Conor McGregor is actually going to try and <laughs> get involved in politics properly. Hey, fucking hell. He is as as entitled to do that as any other man on the street. He is, but there, is a lot, there are a lot of skeletons in his closet. Oh, 100%. However, I think it's going to be bad for him. <laughs> oh, yeah, it will. I'm, I'm sure it will be. But skeletons in closets are one of the reasons that lots of people don't do things. And that, although obviously some of those skeletons are fucking, they can be genuinely bad. You know, Harold Shipman had some fucking sketchy uh, skeletons in his closet if he tried to get a job, you know, as a, as a doctor somewhere, if you actually look into it, if you went into politics. Um, but that skeletons in closet argument it kind of rests on the idea that everybody is has a clean slate and has, has never made a mistake and has a perfect, have had a perfect life and have never fucked up, never been a dick. And that's none of us. I'm at Bellend. I've done fucking well sketchy shit. You know, we've all got skeletons in our closet. We've all made mistakes. We've all done bad shit. And if you don't, if you live your life not making decisions based on the fact that, well, what if they find out about this? It's a bad idea. And certainly with politics, you will get more... It's okay to acknowledge mistakes, but you'll get more respect from people if you just kind of own it and go, yeah, yeah, I did that. That's fucking bad. I've learned from it. And if you, as long as you haven't... It's not like a, a thoroughly repeated thing. It's probably okay. People will probably go, yeah, yeah, I'm a dick too. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Like it's hard to put Trump as an example. It's hard to argue that Trump is like a fucking diamond businessman. You know, if you look into him, he's fucked over loads of people in New York. But yeah. there's a, a huge portion of the American public who like him and are going to vote for him. And he's probably going to get in unless they fucking kill him or something else sketchy happens. But yeah, like for cutting McGregor, I think fuck it. Give it a go, big guy. Go for it. You're entitled to do it. There is a record of people who were celebrities or whatever, or in another endeavour, getting into politics. Look at fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ronald Reagan. The Rock was up for fucking president at some point, so he thought about it. Um, yeah. We've, we've got, like, lower-level stuff in the UK. There's plenty of sportsmen and stuff who've got into politics. Um, yeah. yeah. Don't have an issue with it. Give it a go. At the moment, anyway, he's recognised that there is a need for a voice... And he is, because of the the money that he has and the freedom of movement that he has, 
Uh, and the fact that I suspect he's probably coming to the end of his career, I don't think he's that he's that interested in getting back into the ring. I'm not an expert on MMA. Somebody who tell me doesn't seem that bothered um, about doing that again. He'll be looking for a new thing. So, by all means, big guy, give it a go. Even if you are unsuccessful and just succeed in being a voice for people. Yeah, he's a businessman. It's a business move, this is. I think he, you know, he's obviously a very, uh, a very patriotic Irishman. So there will be a, a significant element of uh, that in his motivation, but it won't be the primary. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, I think. Is it bad? Right? Just uh, when I, when I, when I see EU countries having problems, is it bad that I think, oh, I quite, I quite like that, because. Because it means that the people who declared that EU was the best thing since life where we should never have left, without them knowing that for a fact, this sort of disproves it. And I don't mean that as a I don't I don't mean this as a you know, I'm 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 a Brexiteer and I think I believe we should have left. I you know, I don't know like when when that vote came about, I I don't know. I I think people saying that they knew it was gonna either gonna be good or bad on the whole. I think they were making shit up. I think you could look at certain industries or certain aspects of it and say, yeah, that's going to work out better or this is going to work out worse. But to try and declare the whole thing would be a, a failure of success. I think people are very disingenuous in saying that, especially big, you know, public eye figures. So now, and so now when I see when I see like EU countries having the same problems we have or worse, um, I think, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Just, it, you net, you just, it, and even now it's too early to tell what's going down. I mean, if you look at, I don't want to turn this into the Brexit conversation, but like Nissan, have just, Nissan of Nissan of um, it was about two or three weeks ago now though. Nissan have basically uh, decided. I think they've either decided not to do a load of closures in the UK, or they decided to bring big a big chunk of their manufacturing back into the UK, and basically said as part of that, they're like, yeah, the impact of Brexit was like negligible. We were wrong coming back, you know, and 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 they are not a small organisation. Um, uh, it was one of those I think it was too complex to be able to un understand why it meant. But it got so it got so divided. I think this is probably why I secretly like it. Like when I see EU, pro EU countries having problems, it's because of the not because of those public eye people who said, yeah, we know it's going to be. It's for the people that have put themselves in the camp. Is for the people that are still staunch Remainers, and and if you say, yeah, I've voted for Brexit, or I wanted Brexit, or I think Brexit was a good thing, they disown you, or they totally attack you on, on in social media, or they can't handle having a normal conversation. Those kind of people, and it, and, it, and maybe that's because, I think that not because it's a Brexit Remain conversation, it's because, I don't like the people who put themselves to camps and behave like that. The ideologically driven people, you know, the ones we talk about them all the time. You talk yeah, about yeah, them. yeah. It's a bad idea. Bad idea. But, I mean, if you look at yeah. talking about ideologi ideologically driven, we were on about the Brexit. No, not the Brexit. Sorry, the island story. The uh, island story. I saw. A, I saw a tweet of this morning, and then looked it up. And um, there's a, a multicultural association. I think it's in Belfast. I think it's in Belfast. It has to be Belfast. Where is it? Belfast. 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 Yeah, of course it is, because it's Belfast. Yes, yeah, the Belfast multicultural. Association, right? And I can't. They haven't got a website. They got a Facebook page. I'm trying to see exactly what to do. It's, it looks like they support small businesses and and the local community with donations and fundraisers and coffee mornings and things like this. I think, 
right? It also looks like they're headed by someone who is not does not have a Christian or British sounding name, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe maybe Christian, maybe British, but his name is of is of it looks like is of Arabic or Islamic origin, right? Um, and this 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 charity has been the target of like arson attacks for a long time, so at least since last year. But it looks of it. Uh, to the point where they've had to shut one of their centres and they don't appear to be doing anything bad. And the arson attacks appear to be religiously motivated, right? Now, maybe someone else would describe it as Islamophobia, like a hate crime. I, you know, I say it's less that, if it is the case it's religiously motivated, I'd say it's less that the people doing these arson attacks hate Muslims Right, I say it's more that they hate things that aren't Christian, <laughs> as opposed to just you know we're talking about Belfast here. Well, it's they like, hate other Christians, so fucking you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, free yeah, yeah. Over there. yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, um, but the the thing that piqued my interest in this in this story was that okay, so a charity, yeah, a charity targeted in racist attacks. Uh, by uh, a charity targeted in racist attacks has been has been advised by police had been advised by police to reassure loyalist community leaders it was not running a mosque. <laughs> <laughs> the advice was uncovered in this uncovered in a secret recording obtained by BBC Spotlight of a meeting between the Belfast Multicultural Association mm. and police. A justice expert described the approach as community policing gone very badly wrong. The PSNI said it takes the allegation very seriously. The meeting was in 2020, was held in response to a number of vandalism incidents on volunteers' cars near the charity's premises on Donegal Pass in South Belfast. Now, that premises got smashed up last year, I know this, and then February this year got burned down, like arson. Um, and they've had to close it down. Interesting that in that, in that, they're calling it... So a charity targeted in so they call them racist attacks. No. How do they know it's racist? That's an assumption of it, I suppose. Unless it's this is, is, yeah, that's my point. That's the problem with that. Yeah. How do they know it's racist? Like if on the assumption that they haven't, they don't, they haven't caught who's responsible for it and don't know the motivation, they're assuming the motivation is racism. Yeah, but is this this weird thing, isn't there about? Conflating that happens all the time. They conflate a religion with a race. Now, there is obviously a pattern there. If you are from a certain part of the world, the chances are you are you follow a, a certain religion. But you know, you are you can be a of a religion and not of a, a genetic background that sort of matches the stereotype of that. It happens a lot, and it's a problem because then you can be. I might have an issue with your the way some of your people from your religion conduct themselves. I might have a problem with your fucking religion. I might think it's fucking dog shit. Um, and I, I am perfectly entitled to think that. But as long as I'm not being, you know, I'm not attacking you, I'm not doing anything like that, I am allowed to say, I think your religion is bullshit, mate. That's not racist. It's not any sort of phobic. It's just like, I don't agree with the ideas that you follow. I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, like, what? Well, it's not. 
I'm, You're allowed I'm, to criticise religion. I, I am. I, I get it. But then I'm, now yeah. I'm thinking, well, what, how do they define Islamophobia? In this well, it's, it's kind of a bullshit thing, isn't it? Islamophobia. It's kind of a thing. I mean, I'm sure... Yeah, there probably is a, a way you could describe it that is accurate. But the way it's used generally is to say you can't... If you, you, if you criticise that religion, you'll get called an Islamophobe. Or um, if you criticise any other religion, you criticise Judaism, criticise Christianity, criticise Buddhism. You know, it's, you are entitled to do that. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to get into a situation where people are off limits from criticism just because they profess to... No, but this is this is the problem with the this is the the main problem with the freedom of speech clampdowns that we keep banging on about. See, it's interesting you think touched on this. Probably is the major thing about it. You're not allowed to criticise. Yeah. And right now it's not allowed to crit. Well, yeah, you're not allowed to criticise um, whatever the protected things are, the protected characteristics are. But it's it's easy to move on. Hey, weren't, weren't we talking a couple of weeks about a, a couple of weeks ago about a rule where you're not uh, you're not allowed to criticise the policies, government policies, compromise government, the, the, the greater good, the good of the country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So What's that? Was it, was it Gove who was trying to bring it in? So it was, you could be, it would be, you know, some sort of, the, the thought was, this should be some sort of an offence, maybe, if you are undermining national, you know, the, the good of the country or whatever, yeah. Which was sketch as fuck because it's the most like broadest description of, uh, yeah, the most broad description of something you can't do. Yeah, especially when, especially when increasingly that the what is decided to be good for the country and good for the people is not being decided by the people. <laughs> no, exactly. They, they, these are patterns of these are patterns of uh, of action we see. All over the all over the West now, we're seeing different versions of it. They're described differently. They have different sort of they're put in place with the the different rules of the, that country. But we're seeing the same thing happen everywhere. It's all the same sort of vibe of like, well, you you guys, you like subjects, citizens, you probably need to shut up. And if you don't shut up, you might go to prison, guys. We we will certainly do something to make your life more difficult so maybe shut up and just let the grown-ups do it but you know but the grown-ups aren't grown-ups the grown-ups are fucking idiots who are currently um making a mess yeah there's a it's like the comment we had on the, the live last time about um it's all just coincidence and incompetence i just don't think it is i don't think it is coincidence and incompetence because it's all moving in the same direction yeah, controls on freedom of speech, more less power or more power for the states, less power for citizens. Not a fan. Um, but the question is, it feels like there feels to me like there's an underlying sort of race against time, and that sounds really dramatic. But I feel like it's fairly obvious that Western countries certainly aren't happy with how things are. Currently, they're a bit like, right, we're not being listened to by uh, politicians. We're going to try and vote for other people. We're going to move away from this, you know, the sort of if you've got like a two party thing or, a, you know, 
mainstream party thing. We're going to try and move away from that because they've had their chance and they just they, they keep fucking it up. It just seems like it's the same thing. My vote doesn't really mean anything. So even if it's a protest, I'm going to vote for somebody else. It seems to me like there is a race between that and the elections that are coming and powers that are coming in to or they, you know are being pushed towards to yeah to stop dissent to give more control to them. So if you do protest or you do say things that might go against the the wishes of the government, you're going to end up in the shit. People, there is this attitude we have, certainly in the UK, like nothing like that would ever happen here. We are the goodies. And it's, I just don't think that's true. Maybe it was once. I don't think we've been the goodies. We've done good things, obviously. Everybody has. We've done bad things too. Don't think you need to feel guilty about that. You probably weren't born. But there is this, this thing of like, oh, well, we're, the, we're on the side of, of right and good and the bad things won't happen here. I think people need to get into their head that bad things can happen everywhere and everybody thought that. And that's why the bad things happened. Because they got beyond the point of no return, going, oh, it'll be fine, or I don't like dealing with this, I don't like thinking about it. I, I'm sure other people will sort this out. And other people don't sort it out. Other people have got their heads in the sand exactly like you have. Not you, specifically you. But maybe you, the listener. Um, yeah, and then suddenly they wake up and it's a bit fucked and the country's not what it was. We're a bit ranty today, aren't we? <laughs> We're not ranty. We're ranty every time, guys. Every ranty time. and sad. Every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not happy. Not happy times. No. Ireland's, no. I, yeah, I mean, Ireland's interesting in that, you know, what's going on there now. It's like, it's almost like it's the last to the party. You know, like the last to the, you know, the, Mass immigration problem party, the last to the freedom of speech party. Is that true though, or is it just that we haven't noticed? And like I think, in yeah, maybe in Ireland it's obvious, but it, I think it appears that way. And also geographically, they're like they're on the extreme, you know, like they're on the, the extremities of the of the EU, aren't they? In terms of you know geographic. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. they're literally the hardest place to get to. But I think it's interesting, like, because we do have stereotypical ideas and vibes about countries, don't we, whether we like it or not. And Ireland's one is, you. I mean, if you're Irish, tell me if I'm talking shit. But from my perspective, anyway, my idea of Ireland is quite a chilled place with some hard people if they're pushed. But the general vibe is, can we just all fucking chill and have a nice life? Unless you piss people off, in, case, in which case... Yeah, bad, bad shit. That's my kind of vibe about Ireland. And because of that, in my view, I look at it and go, it's surprising that their government wants to do this type of thing. Because I feel like they're, they're chilled. Uh, yeah, uh, but that might be my naivety. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about Belfast, we're talking about Northern Ireland, yeah, by the way, obviously. Yeah, well, I'm so, I'm, I know, I know, but I'm talking yeah, free speech. It depends on where you are, mate, I think. Like, my, my, my understanding of what Ireland... I'm, I'm Irish, like, I'm literally... Yeah, yeah. Part Irish, anyway. I'm an Irish citizen. I have a passport there, and I've got family there. 
and um, I recently read about. I haven't said that. I'm still. I don't. I still don't feel like like I understand the culture. I just don't go there very often. Often, often enough anymore. Yeah. I used to go all the time as a kid. But I re- and obviously we served there, so I have sort of a surface level understanding of the uh, the secularism and all that stuff over there. But recently I read a book which has just been released. It was released in September, and it's but it's called. Uh, Rough Beast. I think it's called Rough Beast, and it's by a lady called uh, Maria K. Maria Cahill. Maria Cahill. K. K. L. Cahill. C. A. H. I. L. L. The book is about. Uh, so she grew up in. Um, she grew up in a Sinn Fein supporting, IRA supporting family. You know, uh, Jerry Adams would be a regular to the to their house. Um, her uncle was uh, a household name in terms of paramilitaries over there, a guy called Joe Cale. Uh, she ended up working for Sinn Féin. She never joined the IRA. She was asked to join the IRA four times. She never joined it. And the book is basically but she ended up getting... She got raped by multiple times by a member of the IRA. And, it, and, and they, they tried to police it themselves, investigate it themselves, eventually covered it up and just sort of fucking destroyed it. Um... And she wrote a book about it. But that book, in that book, my God, I learned so much about the subcultures there and how, especially where the police is, police are concerned, the way the power and militaries work and their own policing of the communities and all the rest of it. And it's just, a, it just it's, it's so complex that um, it's sort of almost incomparable to anything else. Maybe some Balkan states you could, you, you could uh, equate it to. Or maybe some... You know, maybe some cities in in Italy, maybe not now, but in the sixties and seventies, where the mafia concerned. Maybe you know areas of central London, the way that was, you know, back in the sixties, seventies, eighties, with the ga- gangs there, the organised crime and the craze and all the rest of that stuff. But like an island, it's also like a, on a national scale. The further south you go, though, in terms of um, actual island, the Republic, the, the further away you get from it, you know, the further the further from the border, the sort of the less need there is for parliamentary to step in, but. What was the point I was going to make there? How do we get into that? Well, we're talking about my vibe, like my idea of what Ireland is. And to be clear, when I was discussing that, I wasn't talking about Northern Ireland. I was talking about Southern Ireland. I'm I'm aware of the difference of the North to the South. (laughs) But, yeah, but, yeah. We got into it by my sort of, like, idea about Ireland as a vibe from somebody who doesn't live there. (laughs) Yeah, the the, the point I was going to make, the reason I brought that up, it, oh, I recommend that book to everyone, by the way. Brilliant book. Rough Beast. Uh, the reason I brought it up is that when we talk about free speech and bringing, and bringing in laws or bills that appear to strip away the rights of citizens, little bit by little bit, in Ireland, you, you, you'd, uh, Northern Ireland, no, you'd say that the government, they've got an additional problem which this would help them with, and that is the paramilitaries and the this, the 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 policing that they do south not south police and the policing that the paramilitaries do which undermines the police force you know the, you what do they call it uh, the northern Ireland what was it and what's it called the northern Ireland police force PSNI Garda. Uh, PSNI yeah Garda Garda. South, yeah, 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 yeah. So they've got an additional thing that this could help them with. And like their 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 ability to govern in many many areas, mainly in Belfast, is like undermined by these paramilitaries that still exist, who who aren't necessarily doing you know who don't necessarily exist to do what's 
good for the the greater good of Ireland and like you know the union, yeah. the union and all that. It's different. It's a different thing now. Um, anyway, that's an additional motivating factor for a government in Ireland looking to bring in restrictive laws. Yeah, it's quite interesting because if you look at Southern Ireland, because I've obviously I've got a load of followers in the US from the same stuff, um, and obviously the Americans' idea about Ireland is always very different to, or most of the time it's all very, sometimes it's quite naive, um, but it's their idea about Ireland and the IRA and all that is, is very different a lot of the time to what the UK people think about it. And from comments on the podcast and just general chats I've had with them, they seem incredible. They're, they're looking at what's happening in Ireland with all this Heathfield stuff and immigration and everything. And they are, they can't understand why Sinn Féin is supporting it. They can't understand why the IRA aren't doing something about it. It's really quite interesting. Because like, in their view, they're sort of, you know, semi-naive view about it is like, you know, IRA were there for the good of Ireland and they're interested in the good of Ireland and all that stuff. And there was no other, there's nothing else about it. Um, and they don't, yeah, they, they don't get why the IRA, Sinn Féin are just sort of laying down and not doing anything about it while this happens. They don't get it. And it's, it's quite a reasonable point in a way. It's based in naivety and an idea about, you know, a simplistic idea about uh, that part of the world. But it does kind of make sense. I mean, from what I've seen, Sinn Féin are supporting this. They, don't, they haven't said anything about the immigration issues or anything like that. They're, they're going with the party line. I mean, it's super complicated, I suppose. And I don't live there, so I might be talking shit. I'm just saying what I've seen. Well, you're saying that the people are pissed off that the, the IRA are pushing back on these these, these laws or the immigration. No, I, I haven't seen anything about it. I haven't seen Sinn Fein say anything about it, and I haven't seen anything you know paramilitary based in in Southern Ireland uh, against this. <laughs> Maybe that's just because I haven't seen it, but um, I've, I certainly haven't seen anything from Sinn Fein when they're, their uh, representatives have spoken condemning it they seem to be all for the diversity thing yeah they're pretty they're pretty progressive aren't they like, yeah which is surprising I think uh, maybe that's just my my sort of you know old view I've got of them from maybe you know 20 years ago but that surprises me that they're for that not really I don't not really I mean I don't no. know the history of Finn right? but I would assume that <clears throat> I would assume that this is going to be really obvious to people who, who know that know or from. Ireland. Yeah, yeah, that's right. good because they so, can tell sorry, sorry, sorry. shit. My my assumption on this would be without googling it is that Sinn Fein have probably always placed themselves at least left of centre because their campaigns would have focused on the fact that their uh, crown loving opposition. Would be painted as conservative or right, and uh, and too too many rules and regulations and laws that we should, they, that the Irish shouldn't have in place simply because because the crown says so. Yeah, that's yeah. my assumption. Which would mean that 
if, they, if that's where he started and left centre, then that would naturally put him in a place to become more progressive as time goes yeah. on. Yeah, and, that's and probably true. Just pivoting into what they think the general consent the general consensus is in, in terms of what will, they think will win the more votes and that is oh let's do the let's do the nice things and the polite things and, and, and the inclusivity and the diversity like um, huge drastic measures to try and improve I say improve improve those things if you think they're improving and then, and yeah, yeah and, then, and then you've got a situation like now where they they are criticizing people who say deport illegal immigrants yeah Maybe I'm just yeah. No, you're probably right there. I think you're probably right. Yeah, it's more. I suppose they were always more about unifying Ireland than the good of Ireland. If you know what I mean. Mate, I'm just getting caught up between the difference between unifying a country and like a landmass and a people, yeah. um, and actually what's best for that place. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I'm, trying look, I'm trying to look here at what the part where the party sit in on the um, oh an Irish political compass. I remember that political Ooh. compass thing we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they got on you for for right Irish right. Okay, so someone has done an attempt at an Irish political compass. Yeah. They've basically answered what uh, they've answered all the questions for each party. Um, I put this. Uh, one second. So Sinn Féin are definitely left, but the disagreement, yeah, yeah. according to this, because I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the the political spectrum, you know, the Y-axis is authoritarian, libertarian, the X-axis is left and right. And it seems to be that people are looking at this and agreeing that Sinn Féin are left, but how libertarian they are is another question. Um, yeah, Sinn Féin left. Well, what else have we got? Anyway... Or yeah. because uh, people can't see it. So. Well, if you like, obviously, I'm assuming we do have some people who are Irish, live in Ireland, um, and know that we're talking shit or we're not talking shit. Comments, let us know we're talking shit. That's the whole. That is one of the reasons why me and you do this. It's because we we know some things, but we also don't know lots of things. And if you know some things that are the things that we don't know, <laughs> then tell us. It's good. Yeah, it's good. That's how, that's how we learn, man. That's how we learn. Yeah. Look, look, we don't we don't live there. People who live there, you know, let's get, yeah. let's, tell us if we're talking shit or not. Like, for example, has has there been a, to you, does there appear to have been an underlying level of discontent over the last however many years, like we know there has been in the UK? Or for, for over a bunch of different things. People just aren't happy because life's been getting harder, right? And then that unhappiness gets demonstrated in big political battles that go on. Um, Brexit, obviously, prime yeah. example. You know, in America, Trump getting in, prime example. Um, so yeah, let us know. And it could, actually, we should we should remember this and try and put, come back to this on the next live, guys. If okay. anyone if anyone joins on there and wants to chat about it. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they, we'll try and expand the live next time just to speak about that briefly. I had a few. We've had a few people get in touch and say, oh, fuck, how do we, one, how do we join it? How do we do it? And another one was, oh, yeah, you should have guests on uh, from various backgrounds or whatever. I was like, well, the live is your opportunity to be a guest. It happens last Monday of every month, unless there's something that gets in the way. But generally, last Monday of every month. And all you need to do is follow a link. I think if you're on a, you have to download an app, don't you? But it's, it's book shape. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything. 
Yeah, yeah. and you can join. You can either join just in the chat, or if you are, you know, an SME or you are just somebody who wants to have their face on the internet, then you can join via a video link and you can be in the episode chatting with us. We've only had one guy do, do that in the past, and it was good. Yeah, it's good. Anybody is welcome to do that. Um, tell us we're talking shit to our face. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay. Well, yeah, that's Ireland sorted. Got that one squared. <laughs> we managed it. Butcher that. <laughs> yeah, no one else managed to sort Ireland out. We did. Um, <laughs> yeah, what else? What else? <laughs> Let me just have a quick... We spent, we spent 10 minutes there talking about Ireland and then at the end of it decided to acknowledge that we know fuck all about it yeah, yeah. after we after we gave our opinions on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At it. least we acknowledged it. At least we acknowledged it. Totally. Um, okay, so here's one you can do your fast fingers on if you, if you want, because I don't think you've seen it. So there was a, an announcement yesterday uh, from the government in the UK about a load of... Like the biggest sweeping my immigration measures fucking ever, and everyone's very proud of it. Mr. Sunak's been very proud of it, and it's obviously complete bullshit because um, everyone's realised that they're fucked. They're basically, the Conservative Party and their their leadership have finally decided and realised that they're fucked, and are saying, "No, no, we are listening. We are listening, and we're going to do these things." And there's no data on anything. There's no anything. It's basically just, look, we're listening. Please vote for us. We don't want to be uh, jobless. Um, obviously, Rishi Sunak won't be jobless. He'll just fuck off to the US and spend some cash money. But, um, yeah, the Conservative Party has finally realised that it's fighting for its existence and is gaslighting everybody. Yeah, this is... The, I'm, I'm just going through it. I remember the details of this got leaked, like, about a month ago. And I looked yeah. at it, well, exactly the same thing as you, because it's a fucking joke, right? What this <laughs> lines me up. <laughs> the measures they're talking about, these measures are they are targeting people who try and immigrate here legally. Legally. I haven't seen yeah. anything that addresses the illegal immigration. So this... have you? Yeah, no, so it's probably worth saying. I, I mean check the numbers on this. I think legal immigration is more than illegal immigration. And a lot of the problems with the legal immigration is that you get one person who should be here and is, uh, you know, we, we, in theory, we need that person because they're filling a role and they've come properly and done everything. And then they were able to bring, you know, five, six family members or whatever over time. And that's where the problem is. And that's why the, that number is so big. Um, but yeah, it's like, I saw it described as like a weird smokescreen the other day that the illegal stuff isn't really, it, it looks worse because it is just nutbags coming over the, over the border in boats and, you know, just turning up and oh, being a problem. Shit, I've got the numbers. Yeah, but the legal immigration is actually where the problem is. Holy God! Okay, Drop what? them bombs. Drop what? those bombs. Legal. Oh, look at the illegal as well. What, give me one second. Legal immigration. Okay. I might be talking complete shit. I might be talking shit. We know I'm a, a moron, but um, yeah, I'm fairly sure that's correct. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Uh, this is 2022, and this is from the Office of National Statistics, right? Uh, well, these estimates are provisional, experimental, and have a degree of uncertainty around them. We've improved our methods, most notably the inclusion of asylum seekers, which means estimates published in November 2022 covering year-end in June 22 have been revised. Total long-term immigration, well, this, is, this is 2022, was estimated at around 1.2 million for the year, right? That's long-term immigration into the country, legal. Emigration, so people leaving, was just over half a million, which means that migration continues to add to the population with a net migration in 2022 of 600,000. Most people arriving to the UK in 2022 were non-EU nationals, approximately a million just under, followed by EU nationals, 151,000, and then there was 88,000 British who were returning now, having been uh, expats somewhere. Yeah. Um, people coming to the UK from non-EU countries for work, study, and for humanitarian purposes, included, including unique events, such as those arriving from Ukraine and Hong Kong, have contributed towards relatively high levels of immigration over the past 18 months. However, growth has slowed over recent quarters, potentially demonstrating the temporary nature of these impacts. Uh, the composition of non-EU immigration changed in 2022, with 39% of people arriving for study-related reasons, down from 47% the year before. Those arriving on humanitarian routes, including the Ukrainian schemes, went from 9% to 20% over the same period. Uh, both a slowing of immigration and a rising of emigration means that levels of net migration have levelled off in recent quarters. An estimated 606,000 pe more people arrived long-term to the UK than departed in the UN in December 2022. That's 118,000 higher than the year before. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so immigration legal is basically, it was 1.2 million in, in, um, in 2022. And it seems like that was probably a little bit higher, not a great deal, a little bit higher because of things like Ukraine and Hong Kong going patient. Mm -hmm. And only half, a, only half a million left. By comparison, illegal immigration in 2022 up to okay year end in September 2020 it was 33,000 in the first nine months of 2022 yeah so, uh, so illegal. Like, yeah. illegal looks worse legal is you know is where you know it is where it's at you know because I I see it, it's very difficult because you look at it and go well it's legal so that's fine You've done it properly. You've come in using some sort of scheme. Um, you've ticked the boxes, and, that, and everything's cool. Yeah. You know, an awful lot of that will be. I can't remember what number you said. I think you said the number. But for study, there's lots of people coming for study, and obviously we know that universities are basically addicted to foreign students and the money that they bring. Um, so they've <laughs> they're kind of fucked without that now. They really need it. Uh, so yeah, like. There's still people here, and they they still put the same pressures on everything that the illegal guys do. Maybe different pressures, but there's they still put pressure on things. And not all of those people would be successful here. Some of them will struggle. Uh, they might have a job. They might not have a job. They might be in training. They might get have some training here, go some sort of scheme, and then just fucking and, and go back. Um, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. It, says most of the, it says most of the students just stay here short term. So yeah. um, it says, uh, da, 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 da. oh man, hang on, where is it? Where is it? I can't find it. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, I can't see it. I'll, I'll have a look for yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like well-meaning, legal, illegal. It's still more people in a, a country with, you know, finite, um, well, semi-finite uh, infrastructure. Because I, I say finite at the moment because none of it's getting better because the country's fucking skins. It's, it's more pressure, you know. It's, and if the reality is, um. Some of the reasons that the country is getting worse is because this isn't being handled very well. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. That's that, I mean, that's a good point on that. It's like the countries we we are not good at the minute, and like the <coughs> the migration policies are one obvious area where we can we know like it's it, it there's loads of data there around it. We know, you know, we know. We know how to, we know we can filter out the quality from people coming in to the country in terms of who we'd like you to study or who we'd like you to stay and work and who we wouldn't. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's just based on qualifications, experience, and skill set, you know. Yeah. Uh, and nothing else. Um, uh, but like you said, there's loads of other areas we need to try and improve. It's just immigration is, is what. It's one of the obvious ones we can we can look at, but also from on the political side of things, it's one of the obvious ones that they know they can get support on. As in a party, can, they think they can get support and win votes on if it's been seen to, do, to tackle something for immigration, which unfortunately is probably the main driver for them trying to change these policies as opposed to actually wanting to make the country better. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, that's exactly it. It's, it's a thing to stay in power, isn't it? Because they've been, as we know, people have, you look at Brexit... That was a thing about... It doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong in the reasons you dislike, have a problem with immigration, any of those things. You are a person. If you vote for Brexit, I guarantee you there was probably two main parts of that. One was that you were sick of being told what to do by the EU. And the other part was... Um, and you have some sort of you know, patriotic thing about the UK should be able to afford its own path a little bit more and make its own decisions. And the second part of it, I guarantee, was something to do with immigration and feeling that we should at least be more selective and try and control it better. And they've had all this time to do something about it, and they haven't. And it's, 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 you know, we, we can see that the government doesn't actually want to do anything about this. It's brought these policies up now because they're flapping when it comes down to it. They know that they're fucked, and they're flapping. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, with the people coming in legally and working and studying and doing qualifications and all those things, it does seem to be that it's reasonable to be, and I'm sure in some cases this exists. You're talking to me, but you have gone black. I am talking. Um, yeah. It seems to me that you should have some type of re return of service. Um, I know you can't hear me. It's fine. I'm just going to keep talking until I, I come back. But yeah, he's going to text. I can, I can see him texting me, going, I can't see you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems to me that you should have some sort of return of service with it. We have it in the military. If you sign back on, uh, if you sign on for, hang on, maybe I'm just going to text you back. Oh dear. 
Right, we might have to do something about this because he, he's lost me completely. But I'll finish that point and then we'll, we'll try and do something about it. You'll make it easier for me to uh, just to sort this out. Right. Um, look at him taking a picture. This is quite funny because he doesn't know I can see him. Anyway, yeah. In the military, as you people who said will know, and I'm sure in some job things, you have to sign up a certain service thing. If you do a course, do a qualification that will uh, make things better for you, then you have to wait and maybe do two, three years so that that stuff has been uh, has been paid for by your service, effectively. Right. I'm probably gonna, we're probably going to end this one short because Hugh's lost me. Uh, let me just tell him. Fucking hell. What a joke. I've, I've just typed him in caps. <laughs> he thinks I'm shouting at him. Okay, well, we'll leave this one here. Here's what it is. We've had a technical problem. So, short one. We'll be back next week. Probably early next week. Tuesday, Wednesday seems to be the days that we drop these things. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Please do. If you are... Uh, oh, I've only, if we've had, over the past couple of weeks, we've had a few paid subscribers, new paid subscribers. That shit is massively appreciated. Um you know, they don't get anything particularly. I write stuff every now and then. Uh, they don't get anything particularly more for paying for it. They're literally just good dudes who go, I get something out of this. Gaz and Hugh put their time into this. Um, so I'm just going to chuck them a fiver a month. Uh, some people pay. Actually, the last two paid people have paid for a year. So I've had you know, a year in the bag subscription of two people, which was great. So thank you to those people specifically. But yeah, took us a fiver a month. Um, it's appreciated. Just buys a brew, doesn't it? Buys a brew and uh, pays for me to spend my time doing this and Hugh to get up and have to listen to me. So I will speak to you all next time. Tell us if we're talking shit. See you in a bit. Bye-bye.